Welcome. It's R-I-T-Y. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. This week, our theme is songs involved in plagiarism disputes. And here's how it's going to work. I'm going to tell you about the dispute, then play the original song, followed by the song that copied parts from the original. First, it's Chuck Berry with You Can't Catch Me, which is about a souped-up airmobile. At the time, in the mid-50s, the aero car was nearing Civil Aviation Authority approval for mass production as a flying car with detachable folding wings. In 1969, the Beatles released Come Together, a song written by John Lennon. Barry's music publisher sued Lennon for copyright infringement because of the melodic and lyrical similarities between the two songs. The suit was settled out of court. As part of the settlement, Lennon included a rendition of You Can't Catch Me on his 1975 album, Rock and Roll. Here's Chuck Berry, followed by the Beatles. Was a flight deville with a powerful motor and some hideaway wings. Pushing on the button and you will get her seen. Now you can't get me. Baby, you can't get me. Cause if you get too close, you know I'm gone like a cool breeze. New Jersey turnpike in the wee wee hours. I was. Rolling slow because of drizzling showers Yeah, come on, flat top He was moving up with me Then come waving goodbye In a little old souped up jitney I put my foot in my tank And I began to roll Moaning siren towards the state patrol So I let out my wings And then I blew my horn Bye-bye, New Jersey I become airborne Now you can't get me If you get too close, you know I'm gone like a cool breeze. Flying with my baby last Saturday night. Putting a gray cloud floating in sight. Big full moon shining up above. Huddle up, honey, be my love. Sweetest little thing I ever seen. I'm gonna name you. Flying on the beam, set on flight control Radio tuned to rock and roll Two, three hours done past us five Altitude dropped to 505 Fuel consumption way too fast Let's get on home before we run out of gas Now you can't catch me No, baby If you get too close, you're gone like a
It's R.I.T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, we are looking back at songs that were involved in plagiarism disputes. You can follow along with the playlist at reelinwithryan.com. Each case will be grouped separately. In 1964, the Supremes released Baby Love. It was the second of five consecutive number ones. The song's B-side was Ask Any Girl. In 1965, Lynn Berry hit number two on the Top 40 chart with One, Two, Three. The songwriters were sued by Motown Records, claiming that the song is a reworking of Ask Any Girl. They denied the claim, but after two years of litigation, they agreed to give the Motown writers 15% of the song's writing and publishing royalties. Here are the Supremes with Ask Any Girl, followed by Lynn Berry's 123. But you don't seem to understand why When I'm alone, I sit and
What about love? Basically, it's as easy as pie. The hard part is living without love. Without your love, baby, I would When you read those words, when you copied them, did you ever stop to think about us? It's real and in the years. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, it's all about songs that have been involved in plagiarism disputes. In 1966, Junior Walker and the All-Stars released Roadrunner. The album produced four hit singles, including the title track. Fast forward to 1988, Steve Winwood took his song, Roll With It, to the top spot on the Top 40 chart. Publishing rights organization, BMI, had Motown songwriters Holland Dozier Holland credited with co-writing the song due to its resemblance to Roadrunner. Here are Junior Walker and his all-stars, followed by Steve Winwood.
This next dispute involves the fastest mouse in all of Mexico. In 1961, David Hess released the song Speedy Gonzales, but the song went nowhere until it was covered by Pat Boone in 1962. His version peaked at number six on the Top 40 chart. Now we advance to 1974, two years after Elton John released his hit Crocodile Rock. Buddy Kay, the composer of Speedy Gonzales, filed a lawsuit against John and his songwriter, Bernie Taupin, alleging they illegally used chords from Speedy Gonzales for Crocodile Rock. The parties reached a settlement, and the case was then dismissed. Here's Pat Boone, and then Elton John. It was a moonlit night in old Mexico. I walked alone between some old adobe haciendas. Suddenly, I heard the plaintive cry of a young Mexican girl. You better come home, Speedy Gonzales. shopping downtown for my mother. She needs some tortillas and chili peppers. with tequila. I 
This is R.I.T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, our theme is copycats, songs involved in plagiarism disputes. Next up, we travel back to the early to mid-50s. In 1953, composer Gordon Jenkins and singer Beverly Marr released Crescent City Blues. A very young Johnny Cash heard the song during his stint in the U.S. Air Force. At the time, he had no idea that he'd go on to become a successful recording artist, so he took the song and transformed it into Folsom Prison Blues. Well, in 1955, he released it on his debut album, Johnny Cash, with his hot and blue guitar. Sure enough, Gordon Jenkins filed a lawsuit and was granted a settlement of $75,000. Here's Crescent City Blues, followed by Folsom Prison Blues. I hear the train a-coming It's rolling round the bend And I ain't been kissed, Lord Since I don't know when The boys in Crescent City Don't seem to know I'm here That lonesome whistle seems to tell me Disappear When I was just a baby My mama told me Sue When you're grown up I want that you should go And see and do But I'm stuck in Crescent City Just watching life Mosey by When I hear that whistle blowing, ooh, I hang my head and cry. I see the rich folks eating in that fancy dining car. They're probably having pheasant breast and eastern caviar. Crying envy, and I ain't crying me. It's just that they get to see things that I've never seen. Oh, 
I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me next plagiarism dispute involves the Miracles and Jeff Lynne of VLO. In 1965, the Miracles hit number 11 on the top 40 chart with Going to a Go-Go. 25 years later, Jeff Lynne gave us Every Little Thing, which was clearly influenced by Going to a Go-Go, and that resulted in the Miracles receiving songwriting credit. Here are those two songs. Go from miles around them They come from everywhere 
scripts anymore You got to tell me Adultery, automobile accidents, plagiarism, household damages, negligence, property damages, and performing unnecessary dental extractions. My personal favorite is the one about how you toppled the head of the high school student council with a fabricated plagiarism scandal. But please do not accuse me of plagiarism, will you? It's reeling in the years. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week I'm featuring songs that have been involved in plagiarism disputes. Here's another one regarding Chuck Berry. In 1958, he released Sweet Little Sixteen. Then, in 1963, the Beach Boys came along with Surfin' USA, which would be their first top five hit in the States. The tune is simply a rewritten version of Sweet Little Sixteen, and because of this, Barry's music publisher, ARC, pressured the Beach Boys' manager, Murray Wilson, into giving them the copyright, including Brian Wilson's lyrics. Here's Chuck Barry, followed by the Beach Boys. They're really rocking in Boston and Pittsburgh, PA. Deep in the heart of Texas And round the Frisco Bay All over St. Louis And down in New Orleans All the cats want 
to have about a half a million a famed autographs. Her wallet filled with pictures. She gets them one by one. Become so excited. I watch her look at her run boy. Oh mommy, mommy, please may I go? It's such a sight to see somebody steal the show. Cause they'll be rocking on bandstanding in Philadelphia, PA, deep in the heart of Texas, around the Frisco Bay, all over St. Louis, way down in New Orleans, all the cats wanna dance with sweet little Sixteen. Got the grown-up blues, tight dresses and lipstick. She's sporting high-heeled shoes. Oh, but tomorrow morning she'll have to change her trend and be sweet sixteen and back in class again. But they'll be rocking in Boston, Pittsburgh, PA, deep in the heart of Texas and round the Frisco Bay.
Just a heads up, because of this week's plagiarism theme, there will not be a block of bees this week. Continuing on with the theme, Jim Morrison of The Doors admitted to stealing the musical structure of this next song for The Doors' hit, Hello, I Love You. A settlement was reached out of court. Here are the kinks with All Day and All Night, followed by The Doors. Let me jump. 
And you stole it. it. This droid says you stole it. You stole it. You stole it. It's time for the second hour of RITY. I'm Ryan Jansen. Typically during this time, it's the block of bees, but due to our theme, we're not doing that today. Instead, I'm featuring songs that have been caught up in plagiarism disputes. Uptight was one of Stevie Wonder's earliest hits. 30 years later, in 1995, Oasis released their album Morning Glory, which served as the band's breakthrough in America. A year later, the band released the album's box set, which featured songs that didn't make it on the original album, including the song Step Out. Wonder received songwriting credit because of its similarities to Uptight. Here's Wonder, followed by Oasis on R.I.T.Y.
Ronnie Mack is best known for writing this song, He's So Fine, which the Chiffons took to number one in 1963. Sadly, that same year, Mack died of Hodgkin's lymphoma at the age of 23. Bright Tunes Music owned the rights to the song, and they won a notable lawsuit against George Harrison. They accused him of subconsciously plagiarizing He's So Fine when writing My Sweet Lord. It wound up costing Harrison over a half million dollars, much of it being paid to Mac's surviving family. Here are the chiffons followed by George Harrison.
you know, he figures since he can't write poetry, since he has to plagiarize. Thanks for listening to R.I.T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen, and if you're just tuning in, this week our theme is songs involved in plagiarism disputes. Killing Floor by Howlin' Wolf has been described as one of the defining classics of Chicago electric blues. It was released in 1964 via Chess Records. The song became the basis for the Lemon Song, which is featured on Led Zeppelin's 1969 album, Led Zeppelin II. They wound up getting sued, and like most of these other cases, it was settled out of court. Howlin' Wolf received a check for $45,123. Here's Killing Floor, followed by the Lemon Song.
Coming up in less than 10 minutes, it's This Week in Rock and Roll. For now, we keep on trucking with our plagiarism theme. Sports by Huey Lewis and the News was one of the biggest albums of 1984. It spawned four top 10 hits, including I Want a New Drug. That same year, the movie Ghostbusters hit theaters. Music was required for a montage in the middle of the film, and I Want a New Drug was used as a temporary placeholder because of its appropriate tempo. 
The producers approached Lewis about recording a theme song, but he declined because he was already committed to working on Back to the Future. The producers then approached Ray Parker Jr., who accepted the responsibility of coming up with a theme. The end result was a song that sounded a lot like I Want a New Drug. Lewis sued Parker Jr., and surprise, surprise, the case was settled out of court for an undisclosed sum. Here are Huey Lewis and the news, followed by Ray Parker Jr., Make me feel three feet thick. I want a new job. 
It's time for This Week in Rock and Roll. The Pretenders have announced that deluxe editions of their first two albums will come out on November 5th. The band's self-titled album, Pretenders, is regarded as one of the greatest debut albums of all time. Its follow-up, Pretenders 2, celebrates its 40th anniversary this year. Cat Stevens will release the 50th anniversary deluxe edition of his album Teaser and the Firecats on November 12th. 
The upcoming Kiss biopic, Shout It Out Loud, will focus on the rock band's first four years. That's according to longtime manager Doc McGee. The movie will have a theatrical release, followed by Netflix streaming. A release date has not been announced. Finally, the Rolling Stones have shared a new music video for their song, Living in the Heart of Love. It's the lead song among the nine previously unreleased tracks that will be featured on the upcoming 40th anniversary edition of their 1981 album, Tattoo You. It's coming out October 22nd. Speaking of the Stones, they will continue our plagiarism theme by taking us back to 1965 with their take on the traditional gospel song, This May Be the Last Time. The Stones shortened the title to The Last Time. That same year, the Andrew Oldham Orchestra recorded the song for the album The Rolling Stones Songbook. Fast forward to 1997, the band The Verve obtained a license to sample bits of the orchestral version of The Last Time for their song Bittersweet Symphony. Abco Records, who owns the rights to Rolling Stones material from the 60s, successfully argued that the band used more than the license covered. The Verve were required to relinquish 100% of their royalties from their hit song to Abco, and songwriting credit was given to Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Andrew Oldham, who owns the copyright on the orchestral rendition that was sampled, also sued The Verve. Here are The Rolling Stones with The Last Time, followed by The Verve and Bittersweet Symphony.
those words when you copied them did you ever stop to think about us thanks for tuning in to RITY I'm Ryan Jansen I've got one more plagiarism dispute to cover but first just a reminder you can listen to the program at any time via the following apps and websites Apple and Google Podcast tune in iHeart classxradio.com and reelinwithryan.com. In 1967, folk rock singer Jake Holmes released his debut album, The Above Ground Sound of Jake Holmes. The album featured the song Dazed and Confused. Neither the album nor the song were much of a hit. However, the song caught the attention of the Yardbirds, who reworked it with a new arrangement, and it became a centerpiece on their tours. They also recorded the song on their album, Yardbird 68, which was produced by guitarist Jimmy Page. In 1969, Page took the song, added some new lyrics, and recorded it with his new band, Led Zeppelin, for their eponymous debut album. 
It became a signature song and concert staple for much of the group's career. Holmes attempted to contact Page in the 1980s regarding the songwriting credit, but received no response. In 2010, Holmes filed a lawsuit and the matter was settled out of court, with the songwriting credit being given to Holmes. Here's Jake Holmes with the original, followed by Led Zeppelin. Have a great week.
so long it's not true Wanted a woman never bargained for you Lots of people talking, few of them know Soul of a woman was created Yeah. Mm-hmm.